The key is to keep going, even if you don't feel like it. Rewiring your brain causes resistance, but by doing a morning routine every day, you'll be able to handle life better. You'll persevere through tasks and situations, even when your emotions aren't agreeing with you. Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two can intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within, instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is the Good Space Podcast. You're listening to the Good Space Podcast, episode number 13, how to create a morning routine that will make you thrive. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week. Hey, girl. And they say, I'm not normally a fan of podcasts. They always seem a little too contrived, a little too long-winded, and a little too fake, but I genuinely enjoy this one. It hit a great balance between too little and too much info, and the conversation seemed real instead of saccharine and scripted. The topics are also really interesting and not the usual things you hear in this category. Episode was particularly different. Overall, this was refreshingly enjoyable, avoided the stereotypes of the genre, and is something I actually plan on listening to consistently. Thank you so much, hey girl, for your thoroughly kind and sweet words. It makes me so happy you enjoyed the show and felt intrigued by the topics we discuss here. So happy to have you. If you want to be highlighted in an upcoming episode and help further the mission of The Good Space, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts so I can then highlight your review in an upcoming episode. It only takes a minute. You can pause the episode and come right back. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag us on your Instagram story at findyourgoodspace, hashtag the good space to let me know that you're joining in today as you know that I love to share those screenshots on our stories too. All right, let's begin. Many of us find ourselves distracted and overwhelmed by anxious thoughts and emotions, like life's a juggling act and the balls keep dropping. We often forget that we define who we are we can choose which thoughts and emotions to identify with. Most of us want to thrive, to wake up excited and create endless momentum with what we love to do, but things aren't clicking. This is what we call survival mode. If you told me years ago, one day I'd jump out of bed excited for my day before 9 a.m., I'd laugh at you. So are you in survival mode? I wanna talk about getting from surviving to thriving today. And I wanna share with you one thing which had a massive impact on turning my life around, something immediately actionable and useful no matter where you are, a morning routine. This has been a key piece to unlocking my endless potential. Before we continue though, I want you to make two commitments to yourself right now. One, show up in life every day, whether you feel like it or not, take action. Two, prime yourself for joy every morning by investing time in what fills you up. Read those two lines every morning if you have to. You can find them in the show notes and we'll also make sure to post them as social media graphics and link them there as well so you can save them and look at them and use them. Those beliefs help me shift everything. A morning routine is an outward manifestation of faith, an action which tells yourself and the universe you have a purpose. 
something to offer the world. By committing to fill your cup each morning, you'll be able to become much more to yourself and those you love. This also is the best way to increase confidence in yourself. So before we keep moving, I want to make sure that we redefine success. People think becoming successful involves large amounts of money, but it doesn't have to. What I'm showing you today is a way to have personal success using only time and focus. Focusing on personal success leads to success in other areas. It becomes a byproduct. The purpose of this episode is to shift how you approach life, to start focusing again on what's important and taking the reins back. Here's what you're going to gain from this robust yet simple episode. One, knowledge about the impactfulness of morning routines. Two, how to create your own evening and morning. I list mine as examples as well. And three, inspiration and insight into taking back your mornings and essentially your life. Before we jump in, I wanted to let you know not to worry if you can't take notes down. I have a free morning routine guide that will give you a summary of the tips shared today and give you the guidance you need to start your own morning routine today. It comes with a workbook and extra resources. That link is in the show notes. All right, let's talk about the benefits of a morning routine. Catherine Lavery says, a morning routine sets the tone for the whole day. And if you do each day right, you'll do life right. By beginning each day in the embrace of what fills you up, you tell yourself you matter. You're choosing how you intend to exist on this planet, not living only to react to external demands on your time. Mark Sisson says, Developing a morning routine allows you to assert your authority over the day. You take charge of your own work-life balance by, in effect, paying yourself first. Too many of us do it the other way around and are left with no time and energy to invest by the time we get to ourselves. As a result, too many people end up feeling at the mercy of their work and family demands. Responsibilities overwhelm, and they end up continually stuck. When you lead with your own peace and well-being, however much more is possible. Something essential changes when you begin directing your day rather than responding to it, end quote. A morning routine is an investment in your best self. As Thomas Oppong says, starting and maintaining a positive morning routine is an investment of a lifetime. It gives you structure, builds life-changing habits, and creates momentum for the rest of your day, end quote. A morning routine will create results for you, whether you're an entrepreneur or a mom or both, whatever your focus is at the moment, it'll become better and you'll thrive. Now that you're pumped on creating a morning routine, or I hope you are, how do we do it? Let's start with a night routine. Thomas Oppong says, the time before you get to bed is an ideal time to prepare yourself for the morning. Bedtime rituals can make or break your morning routine, end quote. So what do we do? The first thing I suggest is to write down your top items to complete the next day. This will release worry about what needs to get done. I usually pick three things. Three things seems more manageable and makes things less overwhelming. Step two is I would take note of what nighttime activities get you ready for bed, brushing your teeth, washing your face, etc. The third step would be removing electronics from your sleeping area. And the fourth is think of activities which calm you reading, drinking tea, taking a bath, and include some of those every night. 
Something that I just learned over the years is we often just get up and we're automatically reacting to everything around us. We're go, 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 work, family, kids, school, whatever it is. And then by the end of the night, we're either on our laptops or our phones or we're doing something else and our minds and bodies just stay active or we're constantly thinking of work, even if we're technically not at work or doing work, it's still the same as if you were. And so I learned how crucial it is to wind down. So I'm going to share a few things that I do every night and hopefully it helps give you um, some ideas for your own nighttime routine because winding down is so crucial. So some of the things I do is I write down three things I want to accomplish the next day in my Ponder Lily planner. It's a planner that meshes mindfulness with the fact that I'm still a busy person. I'm ambitious, but I can also be mindful. It's amazing. It has habit tracking. It has um, a little area at the bottom that asks you to write down victories and things you can celebrate for the week. And then it also gives you a space where you can write an affirmation or just the three things that you want to accomplish the next day. And it's such a great reminder that even though I'm building towards something I love and want to grow, that it's still important to stay mindful. So once that's done, I then brush my teeth and wash my face and I leave my phone outside of the bedroom. I make the bedroom a device-free zone. This is something that my husband started practicing where he saw that I was leaving my phone out of the bedroom and then he started leaving his work phone out of the bedroom. And just the other night, he looked at me and said, oh my gosh, leaving my phone outside of the bedroom is probably one of the best decisions I've made so far in my life. He didn't literally say in his life, but it was one of the best decisions he's ever made because he says that he feels like he can just release and it can be a sanctuary and he doesn't have to worry or think about his phone, which is great. So something I've been doing recently this year is I make sure that by 6 p.m. I'm not on my phone for Instagram basically not on my phone, period. And then by 8 p.m., I'm done with work. I'm off my laptop. I try to end work even sooner, but 8 p.m. is like the cutoff. And since I've been doing that, I've noticed that I've been less anxious when I sleep. I feel more relaxed. I feel more rejuvenated the next day. So really, it's just about finding what works for you and allows you to unplug. Something else I love doing as well is filling out my HPX journal by Brendan Bouchard. It's a journal that I fill out every day with questions for the morning and questions for the evening. And the purpose is to set up a system for daily reflection because you really can't become the person you want to become or achieve the things you want to achieve if you don't have a gauge of how you're progressing. And so this tool has also given me so much peace because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to reflect on what didn't work, what did work, and how I can be better tomorrow. And that just gives me so much peace. Another thing I like to do is also read before bed. And if you want some ideas for great nighttime reads, download the morning routine guide. I have a checklist there with some great resources. Something I just want to touch on very briefly, and what I'm about to share involves food, but this is not for every single person. This is not saying, oh, you have to do this. Obviously, know yourself, know your body. Every body is different. Like your body is different from mine. You may have conditions or things that your doctor tells you to do. Listen to your doctor, figure it out with them. But these are things that have helped me in the past. So I'm just going to pass it along. Just let you know. So if it's something that can help you, then great. So 
on and off, I've been doing daily intermittent fasting where I start eating at 12 p.m. and eat only until 8 p.m. Because this gives your stomach a break from digesting, helps you sleep better, and has many other health benefits. There's a lot of studies on why this is great. This may not work for everyone, but it definitely has for me. It has for my husband and many other people that I know. Um, For variety's sake, Tim Ferriss drinks 30 grams of plant protein 30 minutes after waking. This has proven health benefits as well. It increases your ability to focus and much more. I tried this for a couple of weeks, but the intermittent fasting made me feel the best because when I ate in the morning, I usually felt gross or bloated and it just didn't, my stomach just didn't feel good. So I, I tried both and then I stuck with what worked for me because think about it. When you know how to feed your body well and give yourself energy, that energy spills into everything else. It's almost like the physical body, the mental aspects of our body, everything else is what the soul uses to navigate in the physical world. So it only makes sense that I would try to prime my body to give me the most energy possible. To expand on the subject of food, Vivian Jiang says, don't eat late. If your body is still digesting food when you're trying to get to sleep, you'll have a tougher time falling asleep and wake up feeling worse off than if you just stayed hungry. So just another food for thought. But again, you just do what you got to do and figure out what works best for you. But I think food is definitely an important thing to think about. Now we're getting to a morning routine. How do we do it? Morning routines will vary based on your personality type. This was an interesting twist that I heard from Ty Lopez's podcast to the typical way that most people approach routines. I created this cool little graphic for the four personality types. So if you download the guide, it will be in there. You can see it visually, everything that I'm about to share with you. So the four personality types for creating a morning routine that sticks are practical. So if you're a practical personality type, you like routine, you like to know, and don't like too much variety it freaks you out. So for you, you would have a classic, highly structured morning routine. Another type is action. An action personality type is someone who needs variety. Too much routine and structure equals boredom. Your routine shouldn't be highly homogenous and similar day to day. So as a solution, you can do cycles, cycles of things that fill you up. So maybe you jog two to three times a week and then you swim two times a week. Maybe you read different kinds of books but you still keep some sort of routine. So think in broad strokes and mix what to do within each category. I actually had a friend who had downloaded my guide and reached out to me and said, I know that I'm an action person or no, no, no. I don't even think it was knowing her personality type, but she said, I just have so many things on my list of what makes me happy in the morning that I'm just overwhelmed. So I said, why don't you just pick two or three things for each day and they can be different things. So then that way you feel like you're giving each thing a chance and you're enjoying them all equally. And it was like a light bulb went off and I was so happy to see her not feel so stuck and feel like, oh yeah, that's, that's great. I can do all these things. So she definitely was an action personality type. The next one is social. So if you are social, you love being around people and you do better not in isolation. So the solution would be involve a lot of people in your morning routine, group fitness classes, running with a friend, daily check-ins, etc. 
And obviously you can do virtual classes. You don't have to literally be in person, but having someone else aware of and involved in your process would be really good for you. Again, I have a friend who asked me to be her accountability buddy. So she literally messages me every morning and says, I did my morning routine and I'm on day eight of a hundred of clean eating. So the accountability and the social aspect is really good for her. Then the last one is emotional. If you're emotional, it's similar to practical, but you're even more sensitive and introverted. So the solution is your routine should have a lot of quiet time and introspection. I'm personally in the emotional practical spectrum. A structured morning routine and evening give a sense of stability since my life is in constant change. My husband and I lived abroad on and off for three years in small corporate housing because of his work. Then we moved back to Los Angeles. Then we moved to New York. So it's always been like a change. So for me, having a structured morning routine gives me that sense of grounding and foundation and I'm better able to handle all the changes. So what is your dominant personality type? And the thing is, again, if you listen to the episode with Benjamin Hardy, I believe it's episode four, personalities technically don't have a type but it's a spectrum. So you might fall on the spectrum one way more than the other. And it can change at any moment too. Like I know last week, all of a sudden the action part of me just came out of nowhere and I needed to mix things up. But then I shortly went back to my practical emotional tendencies. So just allow yourself to be on the spectrum, allow yourself to like feel where you're at and base your routine on that. So once you know, get crystal clear on how you want to feel. I wanted to feel motivated, peaceful, and clear. And then I wrote a makeshift morning routine in my journal. For the next two weeks, I removed items, added others, and rearranged the order. Once I felt complete motivation, peace, and clarity, I knew I found the perfect routine. By the end of two weeks, I didn't want to go back to unintentional mornings ever again. So for you, one, figure out your personality type or where you fall on the spectrum. Two, Write things down which make you feel centered and fulfilled. Three, create a draft morning routine and commit to practicing it for two weeks. Four, change, add, or remove when things don't feel right. Five, keep tweaking until you feel complete peace. Six, protect your mornings. No interruptions, email, or social media. So here's what I do. I wake up and the time varies, but I'm usually up by 8 a.m., A lot of writers wake up around 5 a.m., but do what you need to. We all have individual rhythms and times that are best for us. After that, I say a deep prayer to God. I start by saying what I'm grateful for, then have a conversation with him. At the end, I review my big picture goals and thank him for allowing them to become a reality. After that, I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes using the Headspace app. This is a game changer. I was someone who not in a million years could you ever catch me meditating. But when a British man walks you through the meditation, you suddenly become a little more open. I love the app and it's really opened a whole world for me. I couldn't even meditate for five minutes. I still just do 10 minutes a day, but 10 minutes a day is all you need to actually rewire your brain physically. There's literal studies showing 10 minutes is all you need to change the structure of your brain to be more open and receptive. So worth it. After I meditate, that's when I fill out my HPX journal, which asks you questions in the morning about what your goals are for that day, and it kind of sets the tone. I also write five things I'm grateful for, and then I write down the 10 creation goals, the things that 
I already assume are created, even if they're not physically here yet. I just remind myself, this is where I'm going. This is what I've created. And I act as if it's already there because our minds and bodies naturally don't like incongruence. So if I'm writing things as if they've already happened, then my mind and body are going to do everything it possibly can to make that a reality so that the dissonance doesn't irritate it. After I do that, I write my daily pages. That is three pages of stream of consciousness. I write the three pages usually by hand in my journal, but sometimes I like to go to 750words.com. It's an online one that counts your words and it lets you know really cool things like the mood you were in, what are the words that you repeated the most. Um, it's actually really, really neat. I'll link that in the show notes so you can try it out for yourself. But the act of doing daily pages and writing those pages of consciousness allows you to push aside anxieties and worries because when they're on paper and you give them just a little bit of attention, now your spirit feels free enough to create, to grow. It's basically putting the ego out of the way. It's been a really amazing life-changing practice. After I do the three pages, that's when I work on my most important creative project. Right now it's writing a book and creating a course and I'm very much primed at that moment to just create and I go, go, go. And whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, it feels really good to know that I've put my most powerful energy, my most refreshed energy into a project that matters a lot. Again, everything I am talking about is outlined and explained in my morning routine guide. So make sure to download it. I give you a workbook as well to walk you step-by-step step to making your own morning routine. It's as if I'm there with you, creating it with you. Now let's get real here because life happens, right? We can all have the best intentions. We can all have hundred percent commitment, but sometimes you're not going to be able to do your routine exactly or perfectly every day. Tom Bill, you says, you're going to have to push yourself. Even when every fiber of your being is telling you to quit, you're going to have to get out of bed when you'd rather just lie there, end quote. Tim Ferriss says sometimes he can't do everything in his morning routine. When something comes up, he tries to do as much of it as he can, then keeps moving. Life happens. Don't use this as an excuse, though, to slack off. But, you know, sometimes you just need to move on with the day, and that's fine. So when that happens, I try to do at least one or two things. If, the, if it's one thing, I pick meditation always. And then if it's two things, I'll pick the daily pages. But sometimes I literally can only just say a prayer and then I have to get going. And so I'll save the meditation for the end of the night. So I know the top two things that are a must. If I can't do everything in my morning routine, I'm going to do the meditation. I'm going to do the writing and the prayer. And that's that. So right now when you're excited and you're ready to go, think to yourself, what is the SOS morning routine? If I literally just had no choice in the matter and things just blow up or whatever, what are the two things that I'm committing to doing no matter what? It's basically like the survival kit, the, the basic foundation of your routine. I find that having the decision made beforehand makes it more likely that you'll do it every single day. And as a side note, having a morning routine won't stop the bad days. Yes, you'll feel motivated. Yes, you'll get momentum. Yes, your day will go better than if you don't. But even after doing my full routine, sometimes I still feel unmotivated or I feel down or I feel discouraged. But I can tell you, I still get stuff done because I still did my morning routine. Even if I don't feel, my emotion doesn't match 
the action, I'm still doing it. The key is to keep going even if you don't feel like it. Rewiring your brain causes resistance, but by doing a morning routine every day, you'll be able to handle life better. You'll persevere through tasks and situations even when your emotions aren't agreeing with you. When you start noticing that you're getting distracted or frustrated or you didn't do things the way that you wanted to or you, or you didn't do as many things as you thought you should, go easy on yourself during these moments. First of all, I don't like the word should because it implies guilt and guilt doesn't help anyone. You are an amazing divine being and we are just learning. We're learning and growing and take the opportunity when you feel that way, like I didn't get enough done. Ask yourself, hmm, why didn't I get it done? Just become curious about it. And if it's because you are feeling down, give yourself love, give yourself grace, and then tell yourself, okay, well, how can I be better tomorrow? Great. Be proactive and forward thinking because guilt only keeps you in the past and it only keeps you down. But when you just allow yourself the grace of, you know what? That kind of sucked. I'm going to move on from this emotion though and look to my future and figure out how I can be better. That's a more loving place to be. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up, but I want to leave a few more things with you before we do. Tom Bilyeu says, being successful comes with a litany of things that you're not going to want to do, but you're going to have to do them anyway. End quote. Start taking control of your mornings and you will take control of your life. Consistently doing so will cause your mindset and your actions to shift. Always remember your why. Commit to improvement. This is how you'll find yourself changed and intention is everything, my friend. The most crucial part of any success is reminding yourself of your intention every day. Learn to value your time and what you do with it. People will only respect you as much as you respect yourself. Make your routine fit your personality and life. As long as you feel uplifted and fulfilled, it doesn't matter how long it is. I had a single dad reach out to me and said that after he read about my guide and the morning routine tips that I had, he realized oh my gosh, I only need 15 minutes a day and that'll change everything. He had two jobs. He had two daughters that he had to take to school every morning. And he just felt like he was drowning. But he said that knowing he only needed to do 15 minutes and it didn't require waking up at 5 a.m. It didn't require hours of time. He felt hope. And it literally was one of the best emails I have ever gotten. And it's really touching. You don't have to force a certain mold or a certain amount of time on yourself. This is for you. This is for your growth and happiness. So you make it what you feel is going to be best for you. And whatever you do, protect your mornings. As Benjamin Hardy says, don't check your social media or email until after your three hours of deep work. Your morning time should be spent on output, not input. Huge. We consume so much. We need to create more. We need to output more than we create. I mean, consume. Even if you don't have three hours of deep work to dedicate to something you're creating, make sure that you try to consume less and create more. I promise you will see a huge difference. Now it's time for an affirmation. I am choosing to show up in life every day. I prime myself for joy every morning and commit to filling myself up so I can be my most loving and giving self to those I love. 
What part of today's episode resonated the most with you? Please share a screenshot with your biggest takeaway on Instagram and tag at findyourgoodspace. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It will review everything discussed in this episode and guide you to creating a morning routine today. The link is in the show notes. See you soon.